Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of Kimberly's Italy. La Coppa will be back this weekend, and uh, we'll be recording an episode to go out on Tuesday. But this is the second episode of a three-part series regarding connectivity, getting your phone ready to go to Italy, and staying safe on your phone while you're there. So as I said in our Last episode, we're going to talk about getting your phone ready to travel. We've selected our clothes. We know where we're going. And now that little thing that's ubiquitous in our life, our cell phone, what do we do? Well, one of the things you really should do is prepare your phone for travel. So what does that mean? First of all, I'm going to make a couple of assumptions. One, that you really don't want to overpay for connectivity in Italy. Two, that you want to use your phone as much as possible without breaking the bank. And three, I'm going to assume you're traveling with children. And one of the most important things to do with your kids, if you don't want to take out a second mortgage for the bandwidth, is to get their phones locked down also, because you don't want to end up with someone gaming uh, while they're on a cell network. Not a good thing. Whether this is a collective effort or you just have to take command, I don't know your individual situations. And children have a certain skill set with mobile devices that only a few mere mortals of childbearing age possess. And I'm going to rely on the fact that there are similar feature set in Android phones as there are in an iPhone. And I have an iPhone, so I can't speak to the Android phones. But my assumption is there's similar features for doing what I'm about to tell you to do with your iPhones. So you'd like to update your operating system and your apps. You don't want to be doing that while you're over there. And then immediately after you've updated everything on the phone that you can possibly update so you don't get hit doing it on the road, you lock it down. What does that mean? In the iPhone, you're going to go into settings and pretty much turn off everything after everything's been updated. You don't want anything to update further. Someone might come up with a new update next week or a patch or something. You just don't want to be doing that on, on the road. Maybe you can do it in your hotel room, but turn it off. So when you're walking around, it's not trying to connect and do it. So get yourself set up with the latest and the greatest. I'm running 16.5.1 on my iPhone. There'll probably be another 16.5 point something come out before 17 comes out. Also take a look at the apps you're using a lot. Uh, make sure they're updated. Google Maps. And in this case, I'm going to suggest also, for those of you on an iOS phone, that you put in Google Chrome because there's some very, very cool features coming out. And I read an article on Gizmodo out of Australia, and they talk about a feature coming out that's specific to the Chrome iOS app, which I think is already available on the Android, as it mentions in the article. And this will basically allow you to hover over any address on your phone and it'll come up on a map without even having Google Maps installed. And I think that's pretty cool. And the other feature that Google iOS will have is that it will have translate. So effectively, you can select a body of text in Chrome that's in a different language, aka Italian, and translate it without, without having to leave the app 
Google Translate will pop up. And now that we've updated all these apps, we're going to lock it down. What does that mean? It means shutting off a lot of things in the background that generally run when you're running around at home or on your own cellular network. It's, you know, most of us don't really think about it on a day-to-day basis, but while you're traveling, there's some really good reasons to think about it. I'm going to have a page put up, which I'll announce in the next quick episode coming out on Sunday about this, where I will show you in iOS what to, I'll circle them on screenshots, what to turn off. You don't want to have these things running while you're traveling. So there'll be some illustrations on what to do because it can be, uh, there's a lot of stuff to look at. I mean, if you're a digital nomad, you're doing this all the time. But if you're not used to traveling in a foreign country, updating your phone and all these issues around it, why risk updating it on the road, both from a bandwidth standpoint and potentially I'll get into some other security standpoints. So let's say you are a mom and a dad with two kids. That's four phones to lock down. And the most important thing is to express to your kids who sometimes probably aren't the most, let's just say, receptive to suggestions from parents, particularly with their phones. But the fact is, you've got to have this sort of family policy in place. So everyone's phone is done. I might say it's really time to put the foot down. I mean, seriously, there's some malware, ransomware that could get into their phone that all of a sudden gets into your phone, your system at home. You don't want that to happen. And the other key feature I'll show you in settings is airplane mode. So not only utilize that while you're on the airplanes, so it's not trying to connect to a cellular network while you're in the air, but you don't necessarily want to be reaching out to connect to Wi-Fi networks, different Wi-Fi networks while you're walking around Italy. So it really benefits you to put it in airplane mode while you're walking around. It's not a big to-do. You just swipe it down and hit the airplane and your phone's sort of shut off. You can catch up later to the text or the WhatsApps that are coming in. And also, why burn up your data plan as that's trying to connect to everything out there as you go by? Well, you don't have to be. So now you've got the phone. It's updated. Everything's locked down. And you understand when to do it. You want to do it. You've got a plan in place. We're turning it on when you want to. Say you go into, you know, back to your hotel, you turn it back on. You go to your Airbnb, you turn it back on. But essentially, you only turn it on when you need it while traveling. You're in Italy. There's plenty of things to see. No one needs to have their phone in their face the whole time. That brings us to data. What kind of data plan do we have to have? What kind of data plan do we need? How much we're willing to spend? There are basically three types of plans. You can start calling and texting without a travel pass from either T-Mobile or my provider, Verizon. And you burn up like three bucks a minute and a dollar a text. And I don't know, uh, something around there, but the pricing is pretty, pretty stupid. They're paying for access to those networks also. And the next plan is a travel pass. And this for a certain dollar amount per day, generally like Verizon, again, my provider, it's 10 bucks a day. And it will give you up to two gigabytes of bandwidth for that day. If you don't use it, it doesn't roll over. So one day you don't use it, but you still pay $10. The next day you do use it, you're still paying $10. And the gig and a half from the first day that you really didn't use doesn't roll over to the next day. So a 10-day trip is going to cost you $100. Multiply that by four, that's $400. 
and most people aren't going to be using two gigabytes a day. If you're judicious and you follow my plan here to turn things off. So if you're not going to be using two gigs a day, why pay for it? And the next step is either a physical SIM card, which I spoke about in the title of the first one, to SIM or not to SIM, or an eSIM. And an eSIM is a digital SIM card which goes into your phone, generally scanning a QR code after you've paid for it. And there are a couple of different providers. And on our next episode, I'll be highlighting a couple of these and I'll be posting them to a page where you can click through and connect on them. We'll also have pictures of locking down. It'll be a full page of planning and getting ready to go digitally. And I think there'll be a benefit to look at some of these SIMs as opposed to the travel pass because some of these SIMs will give you, say, 10 gigabytes over the course of 14 days. So you're not paying every single day. But I think whatever you're going to do, it's important to think about your needs. I mean, some people are going to have to make phone calls for business or there's some emergency back home that has to get through. I think it's very important. And we'll tie into that a little bit later. Also, most of Italy runs 4G, 4G+, 5G. In some areas, it's going to be 3G. And don't forget, Italy's very busy these days. So those cell towers only have so much capacity. So when you're sitting in Venice or Florence or Rome trying to connect, maybe everyone else around you is also. And these influencers are trying to upload their video next to the Trevi Fountain while you're trying to connect. It's, I, I don't know, it's a pain in the butt. So the best thing I can say is keep your face out of your phone while you're not, um, while you're not doing anything important. So let's get back to these eSIMs for a minute. The cost Again, as I mentioned before, the data carries over, but generally good for 30 days. You can get 10 gigs, you can get 20 gigs, and generally run from $24 to $33. So if you think about that, it's a huge savings. That buys a lot of gelato, a few pastas, and some good wine in Italy, what you'd be saving by an eSIM versus getting a travel pass from Verizon or something from T-Mobile. And this goes back to what I said about WhatsApp also before. If you don't have WhatsApp, get it. It ties in very nicely to your cell phone number. One of the most important things is you will be able to communicate directly via text with a lot of service providers. So restaurants, Airbnbs, over there, 99.9% of them in Italy are using WhatsApp. Papa Kimberly communicates with many of our vendors who are also handsome men who send her little notes over WhatsApp all the time. I'm always wondering, hmm, what's going on here? But she communicates with them every single day via WhatsApp or voice text. They'll record something and send it over WhatsApp. It's a very, very good way to communicate without burning up minutes talking to someone on the phone. Okay, so we've talked about updating all your apps, locking the phone down, and eSIMs or Travel Pass. What are the benefits of eSIMs over Travel Pass? And we've also covered getting a WhatsApp account if you already don't have one. So on Sunday's mini episode, I'm going to talk about two things. Virtual private networks to reduce risk of getting hacked and ransomware or any one of a number of other threats, which I won't try and put you to sleep with. I'll highlight a few of them, but 
I don't have to highlight them all. It's in a lot of ways, the wild, wild west out there when you're traveling. All the things that say free Wi-Fi, I use air quotes around. There's a cost to free sometimes. And sometimes it's, it's very, very expensive. I'll be putting up a page on the website by the time the episode drops on Sunday, which will have links to a lot of this stuff. The eSIMs. I'll also put in screen captures of the lockdown on my particular phone, the iOS device, so you know how to walk through it. And I'll circle the locations to shut these things off so you get a better, it'll be a a step-by-step walkthrough so you'll understand how I would do it. I'll speak to you on Sunday. And on uh, next Wednesday morning, we'll be back with La Capa because she's coming home for the weekend from moving her parents' life possessions and sorting them out. What a fun event that is. Anyway, ciao, ciao. Hope you have a great weekend.